friends. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends podcast. Really sorry that I didn't have an episode last week. I'm just going to go off the bat and tell you what happened. Um, I recorded an episode. Oh, did I record an episode? So I recorded this episode before I went out on Saturday and I was like, I'll fix it. Like I'll edit it and edit and like add a little more, sorry, on Sunday after, and I went out for Halloween weekend. I went out with a couple girlfriends. We were a trio costume. We went to a bar crawl. I was Dorothy. And then one was Glenda the Good Witch. One was the Wicked Witch of the West. And Halloween weekend one. Okay. I had people buying me drinks. And like I didn't, I, I was not like blackout drunk. I was just like, I don't drink often. So it was like me having like four drinks. I'm like, I need to go home and go night night. And then the next morning, I was like, oh, I feel anxious um, because I usually stick to just tequila. And, you know, it's hard to control what other people are buying you. So I just slept all day. (laughs) Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, Yeah, so that was last weekend. Um, So no episode last week. How did you like the Trophy Wife episode? I want more feedback because that was literally the best episode that I think I've ever done. Um, she was phenomenal. And if you haven't checked her out yet, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back, listen to the trophy wife episode, go check her out on TikTok. Like genuinely, I just think she's a solid, like phenomenal and like kind of inspirational person, especially for young women who feel really confused and lost in this world because I think we've been sold this narrative of like change everything about yourself to fit the person you want versus build yourself to who you want to be and have faith that the person who's aligned with that and matches that shows up like people changing themselves for others is like really never a good idea and like there's a difference between like hey can you put the toilet seat down and change the foundations of who you are And I think people need to realize that and kind of learn the difference. Um, I also want to reach, not reach out, but like I want to shout out some people, okay? I did not realize that the most loyalist listener is my brother-in-law. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping my sister posted on what's going on in my life. Um... But if you have feedback, like, let me know, okay? Um, You've probably heard so much of my deep, dark, twisty inner thoughts. And I love that. Um, But also, hi, how you doing? Thank you for listening. Thank you for liking and subscribing and sharing with a friend. And to my brother-in-law, thank you the most for listening. Um, So, you know, you know who you are. Shout out to you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of your support. Thank you. So Halloween weekend has come and gone. Uh, This was my first Halloween owning a house and I did have trick-or-treaters and like it was such a fun experience. I only bought one bag of candy and I did make a rookie mistake. Okay. So I came home from work and three minutes later, I had seven children on my front doorstep and I was like, hello, happy Halloween here's some candy. And it was great. It was so fun. And like, it, like, it was really heartwarming because in that group, there was two older kids. And I saw someone online post about this of like, if you see 
older kids trick-or-treating this year, like, please understand that like the teenagers and the older kids that are trick-or-treating, like, don't, don't do the thing where you're like, aren't you a little old for this? Like they're about to age out. Okay. This is the last shred of childhood that they have. So please be kind and excited when they come because this is probably the last time that they're going to get to experience something that has been a constant in their childhood, you know, that every year since they were, you know, however old, old enough to remember, they've gone trick-or-treating and that's all about to stop. And like, how sad is that, you know? Because like, I think back on it and I'm like, when was, when did I stop? You know, um, I had younger siblings. So like I would take them trick-or-treating, but like I worked on Halloween for a couple years and I handed out candy at my parents' house in high school. Like I just got to a point where I think I was like 12 and I was like, oh, I'm too old for this. This is embarrassing. And I think about how many things in my life that were deemed as childish to me. And therefore it was embarrassing. Like it was embarrassing to be a child. And I think of, you know, Brittany Broski sitting at her news desk going to exist is to be embarrassed. You know, I think of every thing that I've seen content wise, that's like, if you want to be successful, you have to accept that you are going to be cringe. Like, you are going to cringe at yourself. Other people are going to cringe at you. But if that stops you, you will never be successful. I'm sitting in a makeshift studio and I am investing time. I'm investing money. I am investing energy into this podcast. And I understand that it is cringe. I understand that I am cringy on this platform a lot. I understand that other people look at me going, hey, I have a podcast. I think you should listen to it and go, oh, this is embarrassing. But if you can't get over the fact that like to exist is to be embarrassed, you're never going to live. You know, like it's going to life is going to be embarrassing. Life is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be cringy. I am currently running a podcast that I am incredibly passionate about and I am so excited for and that like has I don't want to say has been a dream of mine forever, but like I needed my creative outlet and I knew that this was a way that would bring me fulfillment in my life that I didn't have without, you know, and I'm passionate about it. So making the financial investment into it is worthwhile for me because it fills me in the ways that I need. Halloween can beat the shit out of me. Okay. Um, I got cold. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so like I think of all the times in my childhood I went, that's embarrassing or that's cringy. And I wish that I had done the things, you know, I wish that I had just said, who cares? Like, I probably care more than anyone else. And what people are going to shit on me, at least they're watching, at least they're listening, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to do things that are cringy. I'm human. But that's not something that you think about when you're 12 years old, you know, you look at your existence and go, God, I wish I could return this. You know, this is not it. This is not the thing. And then you go past it, you know, and like not everyone, but I'd like to think that I did, hopefully. And 
I think it served me well in my current life to be like, listen, I am cringy. I am going to embarrass myself, but that's just life. And I have to move past that. Otherwise I'm never going to get anywhere. You know, like I vividly remember being seven years old and like all of my friends at an event being like, let's get face painting. And I was like, fuck it. And then immediately being like, I regret this decision. Being like, I, people see me and they know that I am seven. Why was I always, like, I feel like I have always felt ashamed of my youth. You know, I am about to turn 24. And when I started my career, I was barely 21. And I was in environments where at first I didn't want to tell people how old I was because I was embarrassed about it. And I was like, they won't take me seriously. And you know what? I still have people that probably don't, but I have three years of experience under my belt. I am high performing in my career and I do a damn good job. Why would my age matter? But I was so embarrassed about it because I was like, no one's going to respect me. Nobody's going to listen to me. People are going to look at me and believe that I don't belong here. And a lot of them do. So many of them do. And then, you know, I find ways to bring me fulfillment at work that we're like, hey, listen, like I've got to, you know, re-regulate my nervous system. So like I'm going to pop a headphone in and I'm going to go hide in a closet and dance to Taylor Swift. And then I'm going to come back out and I'm going to be fine. And like telling people like, yeah, this is how I'm coping with stress. And then being like, just go have a drink. Just go do these things that are, you know, more associated with like maturity. That's not what I want to do. Like that's also not healthy. And like, I'm okay. Like, I don't want to teach my brain that every time I feel stressed, I need to go have a drink. Cause like, that's how alcoholism starts. Friends, if you feel stressed and your body goes, we should have a drink or you should grab a substance. That's how addiction starts. But like, don't, don't do that. Friends, don't do that. That's not good. So the moral of this is just do the embarrassing thing. You know, if you haven't already accepted that you're Mere existence is embarrassing. Get over it. It is. You burp, you fart, you say the wrong thing. Like, I'm glad that I'm not crippled by it anymore. Like, I'm not riddled with anxiety over embarrassing myself the way that I used to be, but like, it's still there. Oh, it's definitely still there. And it will probably, in some shred of a sense, always be there. Like, shame and embarrassment have been used as tools in order to keep us safe historically. Like if you look at an evolutionary perspective of it, like there's a reason why these things exist. They exist to teach us and to keep us safe and to teach us where the boundaries of life are. But when I, when it goes too far, like I had this conversation with someone, actually somebody I used to work with like yesterday where they sent me a TikTok video and were like, hey, what do you think of this? And I was watching it and it was someone who was talking about like, hey, I had this spiritual belief and I was really, really immersed in it. I was really, really deep in it. And then it started being a a source of harm and negativity in my life because of how deeply I got into it. So I left it and I found something else that fit me. And I was like, hey, so like, I know on the surface level that this like this message can be taken a couple different ways. It can either say that this form of spirituality is wrong and therefore this way is the right way, but that's not necessarily the case. Like there is not one correct religion. 
And I know that everyone feels that their religion is the correct religion, which is why I say there is no correct religion. It is a one size fits one, you know, like it, there is not going to be, you know, one political, religious, like we were not made to all think and be the same ever. Like that's not the point of existence. The point of existence is to be like, we are all different and therefore bring value. You know, I have the personal belief that like, I am a shred of the universe experiencing itself in a unique way. And how beautiful is that, that I get to have this unique experience where I get to experience different highs and lows and like other people might have similar, but no one will have exactly the same. Even the people I grew up with who experienced the same situations have a different experience with it. How beautiful is that? And talking to them and being like, hey, so what I got from this is like, this is someone who went too far. Like you're supposed to learn moderation. To be human is to learn moderation. You know, a glass of wine can be delicious and exciting to have with a good meal and, you know, adds to the experience and kind of helps to let loose a little bit. But a full bottle of wine when you wake up in the morning probably isn't the best for you. And we probably need to talk about moderation, you know, and it goes with spiritual beliefs of like, if you're going extremes, you're kind of doing it wrong. Like not to be like, you're doing it wrong, but you're doing it wrong. You know, like that's just life. Life is about having balance. That's all that we're all looking for balance. Like, let's stop. Let's think about this moderation and balance. It's, it's the same thing. You know, it's Halloween. If I go home and I eat 16 pieces of candy, I'm going to feel like shit. But if I have one piece of candy and a full, well-balanced meal, Hey, I'm taking care of myself. I'm being healthy. I'm being a well-balanced person who is like practicing healthy moderation. If I am drinking and I eat a well-balanced meal and then I have one or two drinks a couple times a month or, you know, whatever, like, hey, I'm taking this thing that's like, like red wine has antioxidants and has like beneficial properties to it. That does not mean that drinking red wine with every single meal is going to give you those benefits. It's going to eventually harm you because of the other ingredients in it. Like vitamins, if you take too many vitamins, you're going to end up in the hospital. You have to learn the balance that is right for you. Just because, you know, it's published that you can do like studies show that one glass of wine a day is is perfect. Okay, but that's on people that are an average of X, Y, and Z traits. And if I am four feet tall and 50 pounds, one glass of wine a day is not going to be healthy. It's going to be too much. So learn moderation. Okay. Like, it's something that as I've gotten older, I've also realized that like in other people, I notice and I'm like, I'm not attracted to people that don't understand moderation. And like, it goes with time management, which I know I've ranted on quite a bit of like, it's not attractive to me to have a person that can't manage themselves and their time because I look at it and I go, okay, so like, you're not really responsible and you're not able to like keep up with your commitments. And I don't vibe with that. I'm good. I'm all right. You know? So me thinks just, just a me thinks I think they go in the same bucket. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, that like moderation, time management, like these are important for us to master in ourselves because they matter 
when they're being experienced in the sense of others. I know that I have had a problem with like relationships where I would just like immediately move in with a person. Like I'd immediately be like, yeah, you can just be welcomed into my space and basically live with me. And like, I've had it happen three times where within three weeks, there is a toothbrush in my bathroom and they have clothes that they're keeping here and shoes on my floor and they are in my space and they are in my space before I have even gotten to know them. And not only are they in my space, but like I had someone who like fully moved in with me. Like they spent the night once because I was sick and I had a friend who was like, hey, like you just left the hospital. Maybe you should let this person spend the night just to like make sure you don't die in your sleep. And I was like, that's fair. And then they just never left for like two months. And I was like, hey, we have hung out as friends a couple of times and like gone to dinner once. But like, I don't know you well enough to make the conscious decision to be like, this is a stranger that's in my home. And I remember one time them kind of like playing around and having this like gut feeling of like, I am not safe. This person is not safe. And I like stopped and I was like, hey, stop. And they like didn't. And I was like, you are making me feel unsafe. And they were like, oh my God, why? And I was like, I, like, I don't know, but I'm afraid to tell this person to get out. I'm afraid to tell this person like, hey, you have a house that you're paying for, leave. Why do you have to be here every night? And like, part of it was, I didn't know how to speak up for myself, but like that going from zero to a hundred, it like trained me one to be like, like I was, I'm going to be honest. I had someone love bomb the shit out of me. Um, and tell me immediately, like, you are the one. So then every person after them that was like, you're the one and I need to marry you immediately. I was like, of course, because this is what other people have done. So like, it makes sense. And having to like break that cycle and be like, oh, this isn't healthy. Like, this is not okay because I don't actually know you. And like, I'd like to know you. I'd like to have an idea of who this person is genuinely, not just like the person that you're presenting to me on a profile or on a first date. Like, let me get to know you for like months, you know, like, hey, you're not going to keep shit here. This is, this is Barbie's dream house. Okay. This is Barbie's. It's not Barbie and Ken's. Okay. And like, I haven't even decided if I want you to be my Ken, you know? That was something that, like, I can really appreciate my current situation that, like, I'm actively being, I feel like I'm being courted. I feel like I am being desired, you know? Like, is it always in the ways that I would like? No, because this person can't read my mind. But I think about the people that valued just, like, knowing all of my favorite orders places and being like, oh my God, how nice. And then realizing that like, okay, so you knew what my favorite like go-to order was at Chick-fil-A and at Dunkin' Donuts and at Starbucks. But like you and I are not aligned with like core values. So I really don't care about all of the like little things like that because the big things are missing. Like, yes, the little things are so nice and so important, but literally mean nothing. 
without the foundation. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I always get here, but I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. So that's where I'm at with that. My nose is runny. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing to you. It doesn't matter to you. By the time this comes out, my nose is not going to be runny. Big, exciting things that I cannot wait to talk about once they happen. So it is birthday month. It is Scorpio season. Happy Scorpio season. So it's Scorpio season. It is my season. I love it. It's currently November 1st. I'm recording on November 1st. I love November. I love the month of November. Okay. Like I love the month of October, but I love November. I am probably going to bake some pumpkin bread this month. Like what, what am I manifesting this month? So it's November 1st. This month I turned 24. Woohoo! I am going to go to a football game, which is really exciting. And I'm thrilled about because in college, I really only went to like two football games. And as a student, like it was such a big part of everybody's experiences. And it was such a negative experience for me that like I went and I like the people that I went with, I like disappeared and I got really overwhelmed and I felt really stressed. And it was like, I don't like feeling abandoned. I want to show up with the same people who I am going to sit with the entire time and that I am going to leave with, you know, like that's just how I roll. And so getting to go to a game as an adult, I think is going to be exciting. I, I got my Jersey in the mail. Um, I, so here's my thoughts. Okay. I love the look of just like a Jersey and boots. And this Jersey is like long enough to cover my butt, but also like I got a a men's size large, probably should have gotten an extra large, but I was like, I don't want it to be too big. But then I got a large and I was like, I'm not going to be able to lift my arms up. And so I'm debating, do I do the Jersey boots, like cowboy boots and like little spandex shorts and maybe some like Capazio tights, right? Just to like stay warm and look kind of like a slut or do I do like pants with it or do I do thigh high boots? Cause this changes things, you know, like thigh high boots versus cowboy boots is a big difference because cowboy boots go mid calf thigh high boots go up to the thighs. So therefore like teeny tiny little outfit looks different, but I haven't decided yet. I am, I'm seeing a person who I'm not in a relationship with, but it is moving, I think, in that direction. So I'm excited to have a friend of mine meet this person and be able to like give me feedback because consistently in the past, I have dated people and then waited a couple months for my friends to meet them. And almost every time my friends have either been like, they're nice, but like, I just don't think this is like the right fit for you. And then pretty quickly after I'm like, they were right. Or they're like, hey, um, this person is like the worst. I'm not sure what you see in them because you guys don't have anything in common. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then like slowly I'm like, So you're right. I probably shouldn't have moved in with the guy that I met three days ago. Oops. So I'm excited to get a fresh eyes perspective of this person, especially from like my friend that is in the healthiest relationship that I've ever seen that like, don't get me wrong. They have their ups and downs, but like, they are such a goal, you know, like they love them. 
I know she's listening. I love you. Thank you. Um, so I'm excited. I'm very excited. What else am I manifesting for November? Um, okay. The Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. I, it's my favorite part of the year. Like it's my favorite part of Thanksgiving every single year since I was a child, you know, it was like, you get woken up, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade is on, you sit down and you watch it. And I have spent Thanksgiving on my own for the past four years, maybe three. Has it been? I think so. At least three years. And last year it was completely by myself, completely. It was me and my cats and it was lovely and it was beautiful and it was nice. And it was just us chilling at home and it was a little depressing, but that's fine. The year before that, I was in a relationship that I thought was really serious and going to go somewhere. And so he had to work in the morning. So I made an entire little like Thanksgiving dinner. I made mac and cheese from scratch. I made green beans. I made mashed potatoes. I made and like mashed potatoes from like actual potatoes. Like I was cooking all day long. Um, I didn't do a turkey though. I did a chicken because it was just the two of us. But I put in effort. Like, was it perfect? No. Was it this like amazing meal? Absolutely not. But I got to do so. Like, I had someone that I cared about. So it like fulfilled me to be like, hey, we both are not going to spend Thanksgiving at home. His favorite holiday was Thanksgiving. So I was like, I want to make this special for this person. And he got off of work and he came over to my place and I was like, I have made this dinner for you. But like in the morning I woke up, it was me and my cat. I pour myself a cup of coffee and I watch the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. It is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. And that year it was pretty fun, but I wanted to scream at this person. Cause like I talked about it and I was like, I made mac and cheese from scratch. Like the way my dad taught me to where like, I made a roux. I did this. I did that. And I was like, it was pretty fucking good. Like I didn't use pancetta the way my dad usually does, but like, I don't know. Like it was, I, I like, it was good. Like it, it's mac and cheese from scratch. Like how many people are able to just whip up mac and cheese from scratch? It's the one recipe that I know how to make for my dad that is very much a go with your heart type of thing, but that like, I'm making a fucking roux. Okay. I'm t- at, the, at the time I was like, I'm 21, 22. And I am like, I have not, I don't cook for myself, you know, like I don't, I was eating nothing but rice and beans for months. That was all that I was like, this is in my budget. This is what I have to eat. And he like in front of people was like, I was like, cause it was good. And he was like, yeah. I was like, would you have rather had Kraft mac and cheese out of a box? Like, are you, okay. Well, you are now putting me down to make yourself seem cool but you eat dog shit. So like, who are you? You know, you ate the entire casserole dish. So I don't think you have a leg to stand on, but I'm excited for this Thanksgiving. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have my house. I in theory could maybe like find some friends. I have a dining room table. I don't have chairs though. So I got to get chairs. It's, it's kind of a mess, you know, like I have so many home projects that I need to finish, but like I have a couch that I get to sit on this year to watch it with my cats and I get to, I don't know, 
I'm excited. I love Thanksgiving. I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Cher is performing this year. Love Cher. I might make some pumpkin bread. I don't know. I don't know what Thanksgiving is going to look like, but I'm excited for it anyways. I am excited for what else is coming up in November. I don't know. I might take like a weekend trip in like late November, maybe early December. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I need to take a little vacation because life has been really stressful lately. Like I saw a photo of myself this weekend. If I might not post this on YouTube, I'm going to be honest, because I look so rough, but like my bags under my eyes are insane. I thank you. Zoom. Zoom is covering my zits. Um, I've been breaking out really bad just from like stress. I am really grateful for the opportunities to develop myself um, in my career, but you know, growth doesn't come without pain. I am aware of that. So to grow, you're going to be uncomfortable to exist is to be uncomfortable and embarrassed and whatever. Um, but I'm so fucking tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. I probably need to just sleep all weekend. I have, uh, I've started investing in like, I'm, I'm getting back into the gym. I've done Pilates for a year and yoga and I need to start strength training again because I don't have the muscles to support my back and my spine and it's starting to cause me pain. So finding, again, the balance between weights and low impact and the balance that fits for me. I also just like with the high stress, I'm like, I get why the people that I've dated in the past are like, I just have to go to the gym because I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling stressed. And like, this is going to give me the dopamine that I need. So I get it. Um, But I want to do it in a way that is safe. And, you know, I used to date bodybuilders. So it was like, I would just go to the gym with them. And I had one boyfriend that going to the gym with him was a really pleasant experience. And then I had one who ripped the weights off of my shoulders like mid squat and was like, go grab a PVC pipe and do air squats until you can get your form right. In literally the most crowded gym I've ever been at, like screamed at me. And I was like, you will not talk to me like that. Like that is unacceptable. And he then in a private room was like, you will not talk to me like that. This is my sanctuary. And I was like, okay, well, like you ripped weights off of my body and publicly embarrassed me and think that I'm going to keep going. I don't know who you think you are, but you are not God. And you are not that special. So don't let someone do that to you. So I'm excited to work also like with a female trainer who is actually educated in like nutrition and in physical health. And like I've been saying it for years, but like women's bodies and men's bodies are different. Okay. So like having someone who knows, hey, this is what works for me and my very masculine man body. That's great. But hey, do you know how it impacts my hormones? And so having someone who's going to work with me on like, one, let's see where your hormones are at. Let's see how to manage your hormones because how you're doing internally is going to affect the external. So like tracking your menstrual cycle and understanding that like these workouts are going to be beneficial when these hormones are up and these hormones are going to be good for this one and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da is really exciting to me because previously it's just been lift the heaviest thing you can find and get a belt so you can lift heavier. And I was like, you're going to hurt yourself, but who am I? Who am I? I'm, I'm just little old me. So yeah, I don't have much else. I know this is kind of a shorter episode, but 
I just wanted to give a little bit of an update. Um, I might interview, got to reach out to him this weekend. I met a gentleman who is a rapper and I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I want to going to try to start interviewing more people. Cause like last week's interview, it was two weeks ago now. Uh, the trophy wife interview was so fun. And like, I love interviewing my friends, but not everybody is available and my schedule has been a mess. So by the time people are available, I am not available. So scheduling has been messy, but I'm going to find new friends and old friends and interview more people because I think that that's fun. It's also what this was founded upon. I am excited to see where it goes. So stay tuned, provide me feedback if you want to. Uh, like and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Long D Friends Pod. Email me at longdfriendspod at gmail.com. I love you all so much, so dearly. Hugs and kisses. Bye bye. Oh.